0: By the way, I just released my ebook, Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to Mikosantos.co slash free book. That is M I K O S A N T O S dot
1: co slash free book. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now.
2: don't really have any huge plans for it. I plan for getting through it the same as everyone else. and. A Kangaroo Fern production. Welcome, Welcome to Gorilla Podcast. Fresh eyes. The beat that makes you feel good. A weekly podcast that features interviews with social change leaders or individuals that aims to bring audiences good stories to motivate their own social impact efforts. Now, here's your host. Hello,
0: humanista. This is Miko Santos from the side street, and please welcome to another episode of Fresh Eyes, with on self isolation. So, usually we go outside, interview our guests, but because of what's happening in the street, uh, what's happening right now, so. We using a Skype or Zoom for this episode, so stick around. So we have fantastic guest today, and she is Grace Newham Newman. <laughs> it's hard to pronounce, but you got a, a blog, and the uh, the blog name is Finding Adelaide. So we're gonna tackle about how it started why finding adelaide or why not finding melbourne why adelaide of all the city in australia so please welcome grace thank you for joining us
2: hi thanks for having me
0: (laughs) thanks so much so before we we go on on the blog site before you started this finding adelaide Mm -hmm. what are you doing before that (laughs)
2: Sure. So uh, my background is in graphic design. Um, I was born in Melbourne, grew up in Brisbane. I moved here and studied graphic design at UniSA, And then since then, I've been working in design or marketing or just general like digital social media kind of roles. I also do a bit of photography and writing. So um, yeah, for me, that's kind of where my background's at, um, which I guess probably then makes sense to sort of how I sort of formed the blog itself. So um, it was kind of really just pairing those things together for me there, but they've always been passions for me. So yeah, outside of Finding Adelaide, I am still working full-time as a um, as a production coordinator. So it's kind of mixed between doing design and also, um, I guess, outsourcing and managing design work. So yeah, that's a little bit about me, I guess.
0: <laughs> how did you start the blogging? How did you start it? Started? Is that... Ooh. I need to do a blogging for finding Adelaide. Is that how what inspired you to do uh, this?
2: So when I first moved here, I um I think Adelaide gets a really bad rap interstate in particular. And when I was moving here even I had a lot of people sort of pull me aside and they're going, Why like why are you moving to Adelaide? It's weird there. Like it's, you know, what's going on there? And I was like, Oh look, I just, you know, need to do it. So I moved here, studied here. Um and I think it was after being here for a little bit when I had friends and family visiting and they were sort of, you know, everyone make jokes about Adelaide. And like, like, I think, like, as you know, like being in good humor, you joke back, but also after a while, you're like, come on, it's not that bad. Like, it's like, a lot of it's do with attitude, I think. And I think that's where I got to, where I was like, okay, but if you're gonna, like, you could be in any city in the world. And if you don't have the right attitude, you're gonna hate it. Like, it's just that it's one of those things where it's so common for people to say bad things about Adelaide and South Australia that it's the easy thing to say. Like, it's easy to be the person that bags Adelaide as opposed to being someone who sort of promotes it and says nice things about it because that's going against like you're going sort of calendar culture then like you're going against what is like already accepted by mainstream so for me it was really just kind of like a bit of a like stuff you like there's stuff happening here like you just need to look for it you need to have the right attitude it is a little bit harder than other cities but we have cool stuff going on and I really feel like the quality of what we have here is so high because there's so much competition with such a small market so everything needs to be really good here else it won't survive so i feel like we have all these premium quality suppliers like whether it's a cafe or a local food place or like even just like our grocery stores like food land, some of the food lands. i'm like this is just an epic selection and so much of this is sa produce and there's a lot of great things here so for me it was just kind of yeah a little bit of a, like stuffy to everyone else but also just like there's plenty of good here you just need to look for it in the right places and you need to have the right attitude i think so yeah that's how it started, and then, I guess, because I had that background design and love for photography, and I liked writing, so for me, it was kind of a natural progression, like it was already things I was doing, and I was already going out and taking lots of photos of things. I just had this image bank of photos where I was like, I don't know what to do with these, like these are useless to everyone. so um, I think around the time Instagram was getting bigger, so. Um I just kind of thought, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll just make an Instagram account and I'll just start putting things on there and, you know, we'll just see what happens, I guess. So, um, yeah. And the blog just ties into that because that sort of allows me to write and go a little bit more in depth with certain aspects. So, yeah, that's a little bit about the background on there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's some people doesn't know where it's Adelaide because when, when I came here 70, seven years ago, I came from Wellington in New Zealand. So I'm going to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. I got a job in Adelaide. Oh where is that? Uh it's in in Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes they don't know because mostly they know it's Sydney, Melbourne.
2: Yeah, Melbourne
0: yeah. Um say what's Adelaide? Uh, just below Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. so so that's that's unique. So have on your doing your blogging, do you have a style on when you're writing out? and taking a photo on Instagram do you have a style to pattern when you're doing your blog
2: I guess um I don't really think about it in that way like for me um it's important to me to keep it kind of positive and sort of relevant to the audience but it needs to also be things that I guess resonate with me because if I don't actually genuinely like it or it's not something I genuinely recommend it's it, I am I'm, I'm can't, I'm not one of those people who's good at sort of, you know, I guess promoting something that I'm not, that I don't agree with. So for me, it's like, if I'm talking about it, it's something that I, for whatever reason, have connected with or I think is worth sharing or showing. So I don't feel like I need to have like a style per se because it's just kind of, I guess, written in my tone of voice. And same with the photos. Like, it's just how, like, that's just how, I guess, I tackle photography and how I want to frame it when I'm trying to, Um, show off those elements of the city, I suppose. So I try and avoid getting, um, you know, faces of strangers in my photos. And so there are things like that that I do consider. And um, it's important to me that the image quality is of a certain standard as well, because otherwise it's just what's the point in doing it? Like, I don't want to just share uh, things that I think are below quality um so yeah there's a style in the sense that I'm constantly self-critiquing I suppose but beyond that it's just whatever sort of naturally comes to me and whatever I'm sort of capturing is just what I'm seeing that I think is worth other people knowing about and celebrating in our city so yeah
0: what do you think is the unique of Adelaide compared to big city
2: I think um, there's a lot of things that are unique about Adelaide. I think one of the main draw cards is the quality of everything here. And I sort of touched on that earlier where it's just because of the size of the market, I feel like things have to be really good to survive here. And so we have this access to, uh, I guess, you know, the regions. that's so nearby to get to Barossa, like Barossa, for example, like, In my head, still, I'm still getting over this one. In my head, I'm still thinking like, "Oh, for us, that's ages away." But it's actually not like it's like you know an hour and a half drive, or you know depending on where you are. But it's it's just not that far for us to get out to these regions, and you can go from one region to the other, and they'll be completely different. You can go to the beach, and that's what like 25 minutes from CBD, and then you can be up in the hills, which is just about 25 in the other direction. And it's yeah, I think it's the accessibility to. Uh, the range of different regions we have here and what each of those regions bring the quality of what we have here and I think um, one of the biggest things as well is I feel like uh, even when you go to cafes here like the staff are just quite genuine like I feel like people really sort of make a connection with their customers here for the most part and they really try and do something good here when they do something so it feels kind of like they're being genuine in that and it's big enough that you have everything, but not so small that you get claustrophobic. Or for a lot of people, anyway. So yeah, I think there's there's a lot that makes it unique. But they're probably my um, key points that I sort of think about when I think about that.
0: <laughs> so you say Barossa, so short to um, short trip to Barossa, and then there's Adelaide oh. Hills, and yep. there's um, So what is your favorite wine?
2: <laughs> my favorite wine. Oh, that's a tough one. Um. Hmm. I think. Uh. I'm a big red drinker. Um. I have been really liking. Um. It's. Oh, I can't remember the name of the label. Actually. I can. I can picture the bottle. It's got like an mm-hmm. astronaut on it, and it's called Still I Rise. Mm-hmm. Um. Their red is really nice. Big fan of that. Um. I mean like i penfolds are always great for red as well um actually to be honest i um i ducked down to my local foodland a lot and just near that there's like a um like a cellar door sort of place was oh, not cellar door sorry like a bottle shop but like a um they've got a whole range there and uh they do clean skins there and we get some pretty epic clean skins here so sometimes i'll just even grab one of those like i i'm um I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm still in a wine journey. We have so many wines here. It's hard for me to just pick one particular wine. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clear answer than that. <laughs> All right.
0: Do you like craft beer as well, aside from wine?
2: Craft beer. I can't okay. drink beer. Hmm? Yeah, I'm gluten intolerant, so. um okay. no good- <laughs> Are you a wine drinker?
0: Not really. I'd be mostly on beer. <laughs> craft beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. What I like here. So there's a different type mm-hmm. of uh, different distillery of beer, craft beer in, in South Australia. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have like different set of beer that you can um, taste as well. So during your blogging career on finding Adelaide, have you encountered other bloggers? Because i spoke spoken to a couple of months ago, I spoke to everything Adelaide from... Her name is Karina, and I spoke to IDS Chick as well. So it's, also she's also a blogger in South Australia. Have you spoke to yeah. anyone or meet? Yeah, anyone?
2: for sure. Um, I think uh, I used to attend a lot of the like there are a lot of events with PR companies to promote new businesses. So. Um, often there is where we'll sort of network with each other so I'm yeah pretty familiar with uh, a lot of the local bloggers here. Um, I don't go to do as many events anymore because for me I'm I'm quite time poor so um, even though I love doing the blogging side of things and I really enjoy that for me I guess work and my personal hobbies sort of and my personal relationships they still come before that like I I definitely want to make sure I'm promoting the right things and getting the right things on there but um yeah I think for me I sort of realized that it's more important for me that I can catch up with those people that I love and spend time with them um and so that sometimes means sacrificing things that I would otherwise attend I suppose so yeah but um yeah I think everyone here is. uh is like at least somewhat familiar with each other because obviously uh, Adelaide's sort of a smaller pool as well. So it's like if you're in that group, you probably know other people in that group. And yeah, I guess it depends how much time and effort you put into sort of the networking side for how well you know everyone. So,
0: so you're saying on, on balance on family and work, because on Instagram, you got 20,000, 21K followers how do you balance your work and family demands with with this big follower from website uh, Instagram? How do you balance? Yeah.
2: It? I think I um I am someone who sort of uh keeps I'm just at a very quick pace all the time. So, um for example, like on a normal weekday for me, I'll get up early, do yoga, maybe go for a run or a walk, and then come back I actually do illustration as a hobby so I'll, you know maybe sometimes drawing or maybe reading and then I go to work for the day and then you know come back and like either exercise make dinner whatever I need to do and to me the blogging just really fits in on the side of that because it is like a passion project for me more than anything else and I don't know if I'm interested in making anything more than that because I enjoy doing it and I enjoy sharing self and I enjoy promoting things but it's it's not my it's yeah, it's not my life really. Like it's kind of like, it's, it's something that I do, but it's just to me uh, the same as any of my other hobbies. So, Um, and I think I'm always taking photos. Like I normally have my camera on me and if not my camera, I just have my phone. And I just, when I'm out and about, if I see things that I think are worth sharing, I'll take photos and send them onwards. And I think on weekends, I keep quite busy too. Like I'll always catch up with friends and stuff. So if there's someone new open, we might go and check that out to see if that's you know, someone we want to go to again or like, um, I don't know. It's a, it, I, The thing is with the blog, it's, um, it's, it's things that I'm interested in already because I found that I couldn't really, I couldn't authentically promote anything that I wouldn't actually be interested in doing because I didn't necessarily believe in it then. So if it's not somewhere that I'd actually go, it's probably not going to be on there. And so for me, that's why it kind of fits in at the same time because I'm already going to those places. So, yeah, um, I think I just run at a fast pace.
0: (laughs) You see, um, so you told me that you already met some of the bloggers in Adelaide as well. Um, Mm -hmm. On this, on the blog sphere, so which one is your, uh, say, you admire of?
2: And Hmm. I think um, there's a lot of people that I admire their work of. I think in terms of like Adelaide specific blogs, if I'm looking at those specifically, um, I think I really like the streets of Adelaide, Sophie um she I I really like her content because I feel like that's quite authentic and it just feels like it's things that she's seeing as she goes along and I think maybe we share kind of similar content where it is very actual like Adelaide based and it's sort of just showing off the great things we have here as opposed to getting sort of sidetracked by other things and um I think so for me I connect with that I guess, on a personal level, and Sophie's lovely. Um, She's sort of someone that when I go to these events, I spend time talking to normally, and I always see her out and about because we just seem to cross paths. But, um, yeah, I really admire her work, and, yeah, then I guess outside of that, there's so many because, yeah, I guess being a designer myself and being interested in photography, the list is just endless But (laughs) of local ones. Streets of Adelaide is definitely probably one of my favourites. So, yeah.
0: Let's say, what is your favourite food, aside from wine? Do you have any favourite food or restaurant here in Adelaide? Oh, I don't. Keep on coming back.
2: Yeah, this is really devastating to me because everything is kind of shut at the moment and I'm just got my fingers crossed that it'll reopen. But um, I think, hands down, my favourite in Adelaide is still Shibosho. Um, that is one that I just go to time and time again. And whenever people come visit me, that's where I'm taking them because I just – It's just the food there is epic. The service is great. It's a great vibe. Like, everything about it has always been – I've always had a really good experience there. And I think um, a couple of my other favorites would be um, Peel Street Restaurant and also um, STEM is actually – I really like STEM as well, which is sort of more recent to the market. So, yeah, there's so many, though. (laughs) But it's – obviously, everything's kind of closed for the moment. So, hopefully, they'll all be able to come back after. Hopefully. So,
0: after this – Hopefully they come back f- 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 back to normal, hopefully, but we don't know yet. So, um, so that's, say, what is your plan on, say, where would you like to be in blogging in five years from now? Are you still continuing this or you?
2: Uh, I think for me, um, cause yeah, the blogging is not really like, um, the blogging's just a hobby to me. It's just a passion project basically. And so I'll just I think continue to do it while it's good and then once I no longer feel like I'm connecting with it or I'm no longer able to I I, mean, I I guess if I yeah, if I lose connection with it then there's no point in continuing it. And I think there was a point last year where I got to with it where I was just so over it because I was kind of going down a route where um a lot of people sort of reach out to me and they want me to share about their like you know business or like their product or whatever it is, and I want to be there to support the local businesses, obviously, because I think it's important to promote them, but at the same time, it sort of became hard to pick which ones to share and which ones not to, because they don't all suit what I'm sort of about and and the other problem is just because somewhere is new doesn't necessarily mean it's good. So I was kind of just, I just felt like I was going down sort of an alley with it where I didn't feel super comfortable with it anymore and it didn't feel like me and I felt like I just, it, it just, I just was disconnected from it. So I got to a point where I was like, I honestly would not care if I stopped doing this tomorrow. So I either need to change it or just completely kill it off. So. For me, I just kind of thought, you know what, stop it. I'm just going to bring it back to what it originally was and what I originally enjoyed doing with it, which was just sharing things that I found I was and about mostly. Um, And then, yeah, I found since then and since sort of, I guess, getting my voice back with it, so to say, I actually enjoy it again because now it's just sharing things that I connect with and things that I think are worth people knowing about. So... Um, but yeah, I think definitely if I got to that stage again, it would just be the same question for myself, like why am I doing this? Why am I putting time into it if it's not something I believe in anymore? So yeah, but I, I don't have any plans for like total world domination with it or anything. I think it's always gonna be side to my work for me. So um and yeah, always it'll be side to my hobbies, my family. It's just a passion project. So yeah, I don't know, I'm enjoying it while I'm doing it and then when it stops being fun I'll stop basically. So <laughs>
0: So, on this uh, blogging um, that you're doing right now, um, mm-hmm. what do you think of people we call, so we consider you influencer as well so as an influencer? What do you think about the, some people, we, some people uh, criticize them because they are insensitive influencers because mm-hmm. of what's happening right now?
2: Hmm. I think it's um, it's a really tricky area. And the interesting thing is as well, I guess, um, because I'm also sort of working in the marketing realm, it's something I've thought about a lot. Like what are we meant to do right now? And even taking myself out of that and any promotion there, it's sort of like how do we handle it? And then I was listening to a podcast the other day that I think I agree with where it was sort of saying um, there's like this view right now that if um if you 're promoting something that 's not for like this, you know like a cause like it 's not like a charitable reason if you 're just promoting something for money right now it 's kind of looked upon badly, but the thing is, we need to keep the economy going like we actually need people to keep spending money the people that can obviously a lot of people have been displaced by this, and a lot of people are facing hardships right now, but the people that can spend money, we need those people to spend money so I think um at the end of the day uh we the influencer side of things as well that was something that used to make me feel uncomfortable like how to deal with those promotions but it's just advertising it's just another form of advertising and that's kind of all it is and people don't get mad about you know a billboard advertisement so I think if you're clear that you're advertising then it's I think that's fine I think yeah as much as it might feel sort of insensitive Obviously, you need to use your brain on it a little bit with whatever you're promoting, but we need people to keep spending money. Otherwise, the long-term economic effects are going to be much worse than what the short-term virus effects might have in terms of like the overall hardship for the country. So yeah, it's actually quite a, um, it's a difficult topic though.
0: <laughs> yeah, so th- there's a lot of happening now on in Instagram, on Facebook or YouTube about mm-hmm. debating about some people still doing what they doing despite of this um, challenging time. So it's it's a it's too debate too many. <laughs> so you have to debate yeah. the pros pros and cons on that. Um, did you realize that when you're starting your Instagram, because now you got twenty thousand K follower, mm-hmm. when you do when you're starting that, did you realize you go to that lot of followers?
2: No, well, I'm, yeah, like for me, it was just like a little hobby, right? So um, I think I didn't, it didn't really matter where I ended up with it. And for me, um, it still doesn't really matter. Like I, I think I'm still sort of just sharing whatever I actually want to share on there. So I think that's the thing. Like I think if you get caught up in numbers and then that is maybe when you you sort of lose sight of things a little bit. And if that's all you're focusing on, then, I don't think that's a super healthy headspace, but, um, you know, everyone's different with that stuff. But for me, I just find, I just sort of treat it like I would check on my personal account where it's like, well, is this something that aligns with me? Like, yes, no. Okay. Then I'll post it. Like, um, I'm, I feel like I'm normally quite conscious of, or I try and be conscious of what's going on in the world. And maybe I, Yeah, I guess I try and reflect on things before I post it and sort of do like a sense check and sort of say, like, all right, have I completely disregarded an issue happening right now and it's going to come off as insensitive? Or, um, yeah, so it doesn't actually really matter to me if I'm sharing to five people or 20,000 people. It's just, it's still, you're still putting it out there and you're still putting it to your name. So um, I think you have to be just as careful no matter how many followers you have.
0: (laughs) What would you say? What would you say your. Was that the greatest satisfaction of being a blogger?
2: Uh, I don't know. I think um, I've had some really cool opportunities where I've been invited to attend events or um, places or things or activations or whatever is going on. I've had some cool opportunities through that, which has been really interesting um, to experience things that I might not have otherwise been able to experience.
0: So as you said you love photography you love writing mm-hmm. are you looking at getting on a vlog or video blogging in the future
2: yeah i have actually looked at it um especially right now because of obviously um you know everyone's kind of stuck inside so i started running interviews um after sort of mid last year where i sort of changed the direction of my blog and I have actually started doing web interviews, like what we're doing now. I am yet to sort of edit it and put it together. But it, for me, it's still um, it's going to allow me to be able to do what I was doing before. And now it's just going to have to sort of be rejigged to suit the times. But I think it still works because it's still covering the same information and it's still the same people. It's just trying to sort of tackle it in an appropriate way for the time um yeah so i think in like in terms of like interview style I, i'm going to dip my toes in with that and see how that goes but um beyond that i haven't really thought too much <laughs> i don't know how great i am on camera so there's that too <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you have any uh, good story to tell us for from our audience and listener when you starting a blogging do you have any story to tell that.
2: like any advice for it?
0: Any, yeah for them
2: yeah I think um the biggest thing I've learned is you just have to stay true to yourself on it like you have to do it, it has to be something you connect with if you don't connect with what you're sharing or like whether it's like a blog or like it's you know Instagram or it's YouTube or whatever it is if you're not connecting to what you're putting out there I think people can tell people can kind of sniff that out and they know that it's not genuine and I just think it's it's important to stick to what you want to do with it because otherwise you'll probably end up hating it and everyone else is going to end up hating it too. So you might as well just sort of be weird with it if you're weird. Just do what you're interested in. And if people follow you, great, if that's what you want. And if they don't, then it doesn't matter, I think. <laughs> that would be my advice on it.
0: So just do whatever you're wanted to do. Just do what your passion is and then follow it. Yeah. do. You just
2: to, totally, you have to follow what you're interested in and follow that through with everything you're making and so it has to be it has to be your passion or else why are you doing it and I guess you just have to come back to that question as well like why do you care if people follow you like what is that important to you even and I think for me that's why I realized that it's cool being able to share stuff and have you know people connect with that like the biggest thing that I get out of it enjoyment wise is when, you know, maybe I'll meet someone and they'll be like, oh, like I like I've seen your blog, um, you know, I love that article you wrote about this, or, you know, I, I I never knew that we had that in our city, or something like that where I feel like I've genuinely sort of helped someone understand something better about Adelaide or give them like another reason to enjoy living here. Like for me that's where I, I really enjoy that side of it. But beyond that, I don't really care about follow account. It's more just that Yeah, it's it's nice when you feel like you've been able to make a difference for people, um, even if it's just a small way, like they've found somewhere for their new favorite coffee or something like that, I think. So yeah, that's where my interest really lies with it, I suppose.
0: What do you say about people who is doing blogging because they're looking at maybe in the future get revenue of this one instead of
2: uh I think it's everyone's different without stuff, and I think if that's if that's how you want to make money like I think that's actually like a perfectly viable way to make money these days like it's like we've seen it be possible for so many people and it's it's hard work doing a blog actually like it's a lot of work that goes into it and so even though some people might be quite quite critical of that I just think you know if someone wants to put that much time into doing that and people are connecting with it that's great like you know that's that path and you know i'm sure they're getting enjoyment out of it and that's amazing that they can make an income from that so i think um yeah it just totally depends what you want out of your life i suppose like um for me like it's just the blogging thing is just such a casual thing for me at this point where i'm just doing it for fun so um yeah but i think good on them if they want to invest the time to do that it's hard work for sure (laughs)
0: So can you tell me some of your strengths that really help you in your blogging?
2: Uh, I suppose probably um, photography being interested in that from the start. So um, one thing I always stuck to and always plan to on the blog is I don't uh, regram because for me then it's like, well, why, why do I exist if I'm just sharing what's already on there because anyone can already see that. So if it's not something that I've sort of captured, that's, within my style of taking it, that's showing my perspective of it and what is, I guess, what I'm seeing is the great thing to share about it, then what am I adding? It just feels like, to me, it felt like I would just be cluttering an already busy space if I was only sharing things. So um, I've always just stuck to doing my own photos on there. Um, And at times that can be really challenging, but... um, and it's definitely it's sort of a little bit slower because it totally depends on what I'm doing that week and if I actually even have time to go and check things out. But um, I think that's the only way for me that I can kind of connect with it still as well. So. Um and I guess yeah, I've always been interested in writing and I just really genuinely enjoy meeting people as well and I've been really enjoying doing the interviews because I just like chatting to people and just understanding a bit about their world and it's really funny when you think about it that we all kind of have our little niche areas, but you don't necessarily know that until you're talking to someone who's completely opposite to the normal people you're surrounded with and you realise that everyone has these niche pockets of information and yeah, I, I've enjoyed the interviewing, so I think it's probably just um, a combination of all my hobbies that have sort of come together for the blog. And that's where I've, yeah, I guess learned how to do everything for it. So, yeah.
0: So what is your greatest achievement outside of blogging?
2: Hmm. That's a tricky one. Um, I think uh, I, I guess I have, I work a job that I really enjoy. um, And I think everything's kind of a work in progress. So, like, I'm studying at the moment as well. So, for me, I'm um, <laughs> <I've laughs> actually completely, like, side project in my life, but I've been working towards doing handstands, <laughs> and recently I've been able to do handstands. So, for me, I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, nailed it. Um, I mean, yeah, I... There's other things as well that you could say, like, you know, I won, like, awards in school or I, you know, have a degree or I've done things like that too. But I think for me the things that I kind of connect with are just those daily wins where you just do something that maybe you've been working on for a while and then you, like, see yourself able to achieve it and it's just this exciting thing. So um, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself someone who has, like, a lot of achievements per se, um, but I just enjoy those little wins along the way, I think.
0: (laughs) What do you study today? Uh, what what course are you studying?
2: Uh, I'm doing a postgrad in um, marketing because uh, I keep sort of finding myself in or near to marketing roles. So it was something I was always interested in um, when I started studying graphic design. I was always sort of thinking of doing the dual degree with marketing in there, and at the time I didn't do it. But um, I guess since graduating more and more, I've sort of felt like oh, that is sort of an area of knowledge that I do really need. So. Um, yeah, I'm doing marketing at the moment and I'm just doing it part-time because I work full-time. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's been sort of a process going back to studying, I think, after having a break. But I've been really enjoying that. And it's been nice sort of learning again, I think, in that kind of way. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you say marketing, so you do marketing so that you're studying. Do you have any advice to the business owner who is listening as well or watching as well that, uh, it's like, a marketing idea how do they market their brand
2: so i think it, it's so particular to the brand right because then you have to consider who they're trying to market to who their audience is so I, I don't think i could give blanket marketing advice like that i think it's one of those things though where um i think it's always best to stick to your strengths and i think. Maybe sometimes businesses try and, you know, they can do social media, so they try and do social media, but that might not be their strength, actually. And sometimes you're better off to invest in paying someone to handle those areas that aren't your strengths so that you can excel in them. Um, And it, it will be cheaper in terms of, like, your time and frustration and what you'll get out of it even than you trying to do it yourself sometimes. Um, but other than that it's so it's so individual <laughs> it's hard to just give blanket advice. I think I think right now is a really interesting time in terms of marketing for businesses because yeah, it comes back to that thing where there's sort of you know it feels like there's uh there's two sides to this argument right now whether you whether it's okay to promote things that have nothing to do with being connected to a cause or whether it's not and I think that's sort of tricky for a lot of businesses to navigate so um, there's definitely some complications as a result of the virus, I think, and even coming out of it, it's going to be interesting as well. So yeah, it's definitely a challenging time for a lot of people.
0: Right. So we don't have any time for, for now. So what is your parting words for our listener and our audience right now? What, what, what are they expecting in Finding Adelaide?
2: What are they expecting? In what way? <laughs>
0: so like what yeah so what, what what are expecting to you on after this covid situation clear
2: uh yeah i think like i mean i'm always gonna sort of stick to what makes sense the time what makes sense to me on that so i'm i don't really have any huge plans for it i plan for getting through it the same as everyone else and um, turning to I guess doing online webcasts as a as an alternative to interviews and finding other ways to sort of I guess support businesses and local places during this time and planning trips for the other side of it really. Um, and then on the other side of it, yeah, I'll just be out and about as always. I mean I live and work in the city, so for me it's like I'm always gonna be out and about doing this thing. So um yeah <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, uh, Grace, for for that and thank you for joining us today and thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and thank you so much.
2: No worries, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. So thank you so much. Thank you to our listener and our audience. So this is another episode of Guerrilla Podcast Fresh Eyes. So it's a weekly podcast and hopefully you enjoy it. Please like